Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today glad to be in the house of the Lord. We thank you for this church. We thank you for those who take a stand when other people lay down. We thank you for people who care about you and your word. We love you. Bless us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's a delight to be with you here in Elm Grove. I got to tell you a story. I'm I'm from Pikeville, Kentucky. Anybody ever heard of Pikeville or been there? Well, it's it's about as far east in Kentucky as you can go. When I was in high school, uh, between my junior and senior year, now I really never liked being in the hills of Kentucky. It was just really depressing for me. I came to Murray State and took some courses during the summer. Fell in love with this area. I think I drove every road. And, and I said, one day, one day, I'm going to live in western Kentucky. It took 40 years, but finally made it here, and it's a delight to be here. It, it's just new every morning, and it's a delight to be with you. Thank you, Brother Brad. I've gotten to know Brother uh, Brad the last several months to know his zeal and enthusiasm for the Word of God and, and his love for you, this church, he, I mean, it, I go into a lot of churches. This man loves his church, and it's, a, it's great to be here. And I want to thank you as a church, because last year you gave more than $2,700 to Sunrise to take care of these kids. These children need someone. A friend of mine came to me one time, and he says, these children have no one to turn to. And if they did, they wouldn't know what to ask for. How true that is. I was thinking about these kids when they came down front here a little bit earlier. And I mean, they were kind of all ages up to a certain point. And I thought, man, I love to see that. And I think of my boys when they were that age. And I'd have killed anybody that had touched them. But we have over 900 kids at sunrise right now, boys and girls who people have abused and neglected and just, well, it's unimaginable the things that we face and some of the things we can't talk about in, uh, in mixed company. But I want to tell you about one story. We had a little guy named Timmy come to us. It was the day before his birthday. And Timmy, his dad was having a rough time. His mother left with someone else. His dad lost the battle with the bottle. And Timmy came to Sunrise. Uh, He needed a safe place to be. He didn't have relatives to live with, a grandparent or anything. So Timmy came to us, and Timmy was running around. Now, if you've been around a seven-year-old boy, they know, you know they run on jet fuel, right? Everything's going to work out for them. Everything's going to be fine. They have more optimism than anybody. And so he was running around everybody there, and he is saying, you know what tomorrow is? And they said, what's tomorrow, Timmy? He said, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be seven years old. He went around to everybody. Now they humored him. He's a little boy, first day there. And so <laughs> when he asked everybody, they'd ask him what tomorrow was. And he'd say, tomorrow's my birthday. Well, he went to a guy named Mr. Stan. Now, Mr. Stan was the guy that was assigned to Timmy to guide him through the process so we know exactly where to place Timmy so he could have nurturing and, and he'd be okay. And he goes to Mr. Stan, looks up at Mr. Stan. He says, Mr. Stan, do you know what tomorrow is? 
Now, Stan had been around a day or two, and he knew that to, ask, to answer a question with a question. And he says, what's tomorrow, Timmy? Tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be seven years old. He said, and then he asked something that Stan wasn't expecting. He said, you think I'm going to get a present for my birthday? <laughs> and Stan says, well, Timmy, uh, if you got a present, what would you want? And, well, seven-year-old boy, what are they going to want? They got a grocery list, right? I mean, it starts here and it ends down here and rolls out on the floor. And he said, Mr. Stan, I just want one thing. What's that, Timmy? He said, I would like a new pair of pants. And Stan looked down at him, and here was a little guy. He was wearing what we call in Pike County high waters. Timmy had grown up. He hadn't grown out. That was the only pair of pants he brought with him. And that's really typical of kids that come to Sunrise. They usually come with what they're wearing. They usually have no change of clothes. They have no pictures. Whatever they have, it's usually in a white trash bag. I don't know why. That's it. usually what they end up with. And we take that child from that point to hopefully a place to where they can function on their own. Now, you might remember, how many remember Sunrise when it was Kentucky Baptist Homes for Children? Anybody? Yeah. And we changed the name a few years ago. And But back in the day, Sunrise started in 1869 after a cholera epidemic. And two women brought took in two boys at Walnut Street Baptist Church in Louisville. And from that day to this, we've been feeding kids three meals a day. And some of these teenage boys have fed all day long. But we have been taking care of kids and the lights have stayed on. So Sunrise has been a Baptist ministry since 1869. Still is. But we used to have homes and it was orphanages and kids would come you might have two or three hundred kids at one of our locations. They'd work in the fields. They'd milk the cows by hand. If you've ever done that, you know what a pleasure that is. And they just worked and worked and worked. And then they would grow up. They would go to high school. And then they would be on their own. Today, Sunrise is a little bit different. Sunrise takes care of kids in a lot of ways. I was talking to Brother Hubbard earlier. We used to have a home in Mayfield called Genesis. Anybody been there? A Genesis home? Okay. And, all right. And the Genesis home took care of girls for a long time, didn't it? And Brother Hubbard's son was one of the teachers there until the uh, until we closed that facility. We closed that facility because the the state wanted to tell us what we could and couldn't teach the kids. And we're going to teach about Jesus, or we're not going to teach. Uh, I mean, that's just how it is. We're, we're going to stand on the Word, and that's, that's what we feel that we need to do. That's the mission that God has given us. And as long as we have breath, that's, what, that's our plan. So, Sunrise has six homes across Kentucky. We have three homes that take care of little bitty boys. From three, I say little bitty boys, three to twelve Kids who have been severely abused physically and primarily sexually. They have really been given a hard way to go. And you see these boys running around, they're just like Timmy. I mean, they just think everything's going to be fine. And if we can work with them long enough, and our therapist 
get to them, we can help these kids. And we have a lot of kids who have come to us. We have uh, two girls' homes, one in Moorhead, one in Elizabethtown uh, in Glendale. And it's, it's amazing to see some of the success stories that come out of that. We had a girl come to us when she was 12, when she was four years old. And this is very, very common. It happens in Pike County. It happens in McCracken County, where Lorraine and I live. Happens in Callaway County. Four years of age, her mother sold her to her boyfriend so Mama could have drugs. When this girl was 12, came to us, she had her own business and she had her own drug habit. But we had something at sunrise that she had never experienced before, and that's called Bible study. We have Bible studies every at least once a week, uh, led by volunteers. And this girl came to sunrise, heard about the Bible study, wanted nothing to do with it. Can't make them go. Can't make them go. You can't cram it down the throat. So she was there for some time. Wouldn't have a thing to do with it. One day, she had been there almost a year, and she stuck her head inside the class, didn't stay for the entire time, left. Came back, left, came back, left, came back, came back, came back. Now, I know you're ahead of me here, but she finally stayed, and she would go every week, every week, and finally gave her heart to Christ. You know what she did? She... When she got saved, she got saved. You ever see somebody like that? I mean, whenever they get it, I mean, you think there's no holding this kid back. She turned her grades around and graduated valedictorian of her high school and went on to college winning souls for Christ at the BCM and just graduated this past year. Now, I wish every kid that came to Sunrise was a success story. And while they're there, we see a lot of them. But a lot of times we don't. But we feel like we're kind of like uh, Paul said. He said, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. You know, faith needs to come in here somewhere. So we believe if we lay the foundation that God lays on our heart for these children, then God can work with these children as time goes on. So that's what we look to do. And, and it is a... Labor of love. The people that work for us, we have almost 380 employees. The people that work for us could leave Sunrise today and make a whole lot more money somewhere else. But it's a ministry. I have seen people sit in a room, tears streaming down their face because of the kids that they work with and how they're yearning and praying and looking to these, these children and looking to God above. For strength and wisdom and guidance to carry on. Because you see, it's a ministry. It is a ministry. A lot of people do what Sunrise does. A lot of people take kids in. You can feed them. You can clothe them. You can educate them. You can do all that. But without the spiritual element, is that child complete? I'm not. Without the spiritual element, without God in our lives, then where do we stand? And if we cannot show that to those children, if they can't see Christ in us, 
then we're doing a very poor job. I want you to pray for the workers who work with these kids like Justin did every single day because they see the worst of the worst. I have the good job. I get to go out and I meet with Brother Brad and we'll have lunch and, and I get to go to church and, and talk about these kids. Uh, that's easy. You should see what some of these people, whenever these, I, I have to tell you this story. We had at one of, one of our homes in Louisville, this kid come in. He found his mama dead. He was 14. He found his mother dead and it was a drug overdose. And he had an older sister who was 18. So, and he never knew his dad. So his dad, he, uh, the state, let him live with his sister for a while, 18. But that didn't work out. So he came to Sunrise. Well, I don't know about you, but if I found my mother dead, and I'd never known my dad, I'd have some issues. And so he came to Sunrise and was not exactly the model student. He would... Uh, get in one of those moods and he would attack the staff they have to be able to handle that one time he just totally trashed his his bedroom and we have special beds for these kids so that they can't take them apart and they weigh over 100 pounds he absolutely trashed that bedroom it was terrible it was bad I was at a board meeting last week we could go Friday. <laughs> Into that board meeting came a ramrod straight U.S. Marine. That Marine, his name was Chris, he contacted Sunrise some time ago. He says, because of what you did, I gave my heart to the Lord. I decided I needed more out of life than the direction I was going. He says, I didn't know if they'd take me or not, but I joined the Marines. Have you ever seen up close one of those Marine outfits, the Class A uniforms? I, I love Class A uniforms anyway. But man, those things are beautiful. And he did it proud. He talked about his experience with Christ. He talked about his experience at sunrise. And he talked about, he said, the reason I'm here is not to show you that I'm a Marine. The reason I'm here is because there are boys over there right now who need to know if they'll get their life together, they can amount to something. And if there's any way I can help, that's what I want to do. Isn't that wonderful that we have people who care about that? Aaron, who you saw on the screen contacted us and said, look, you guys made a difference and you saw some of the stuff that was going on in his life. And these things would not be possible without Elm Grove and others banding together and making a life worth living for these children. They can't do it on their own. They are aimless they can't do it. So we have, the, we have the facilities that care for kids. We also have foster care. Sunrise has more than 250 kids in foster care right now. 250. And I brought with me a, uh, a brochure. Foster care is a calling. That's one thing we found. We've, we've seen a lot of foster parents. We work with them and we train them for free. But if you ever have had that yearning or that calling or that wonder 
that maybe God would call you to be a foster parent, there are some of these brochures on the table in the back. And I hope you'll pick that up and read it. There is an 800 number on the back. It's totally confidential. If you just want to call and talk to someone and 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 find out about it, no one's going to come knocking on your door three days later. But it's something that I hope that you'll consider because foster care is a huge thing. It's Isn't it better for a child who's having issues or just has no family? Isn't it better if that child is in a family with a mom and dad and someone than to be one of 20 or 25 kids in a facility somewhere? Of course it is. So maybe God's calling you for that. And, and if so, I hope so. There, uh, Sunrise went through uh, a period of time, uh, a really stressful time, uh, two and a half years ago. And I won't get into all of it, but Sunrise was drifting away from where we needed to be. And our board, thankfully, said, we're not putting up with this any longer. And the, uh, the president was asked to step down. And we didn't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, did you ever get into a place where, you know, what I'm doing isn't working, but I don't know what to do to right this ship. And so we were in a meeting at, at our home office in Mount Washington. That's in Bullock County, just south of Louisville. And we did something that we hadn't done in a long, long time. I say that to our shame. But we didn't know what to do. We prayed. We held hands around that table. And we prayed that God would lead us and guide us and help us. Since that prayer. And it's nothing that any of us in that room did. I'm telling you. Nothing. But since that time, God has blessed this agency. At that time, we were taking care of 350 kids. Today, it's over 900. We have had more successful financial years than we had the previous 14. Why is that? Because we're trusting God. Because God is still on the throne and we need to act like it every now and then. And we certainly needed to know that at sunrise. So... These things matter. So I hope that you will pray for Sunrise. And if you're a donor, that you will continue to keep us in your prayers and continue to help us. And your church has done that. Another thing that Sunrise is doing, and I just want to touch on this. We have found out one thing. Kids, when they reach age 18, they age out of the system. And what that means is they're on their own. So if these kids have no family... Where are they going to go? Age 18. Now, I don't know about you. At age 18, I wasn't ready to to, uh, row my own canoe. And uh, I don't think these kids are either, especially with the things that they've had to face. So we have looked at some of the statistics, and, and they're alarming. We found that if at age 18, if these children have nowhere to go and no support system, Seven out of ten girls are pregnant by the age of 21. Half of the children, boys and girls, are unemployed. And only 3% have a a high school education. That's pretty sad. 
That's pretty sad. So we thought there has to be a better way. Here again, we prayed and we thought, what can we do? And we've started something uh, called Venture On and we started it in Paducah. And, but it's catching on like wildfire. If a child will recommit to us, we will take care of them till they're 23. And what we mean by that is if they'll, if they'll commit to either getting a job or going to school, We'll help them get that job, find that job, or we will help them get into school. We'll work with them on a weekly, sometimes daily basis, whatever they need. And we will give them an apartment. That's not the Taj Mahal. It has used furniture, but we're going to see that they can make it. We're going to make sure that they have the tools they need. So when they reach age 21, 23, they've got a job and they they can see that they can make it on their own and, and they hold their head a little higher. And they're paying taxes because that's what we want. We want that vicious cycle of abuse and neglect. We've got to cut it off. And when we can do that and let them stand on their own two feet, we can break that cycle. It's an absolutely crucial thing. I brought a couple other things with me. We get we send out a newsletter every uh, uh, every three months. And if you'd like to receive our newsletter, it's free. Uh, just fill this out. The cards are back there. Uh, it's postage paid. Just uh, just send that in. And and there's another thing here. If you want to know everything that Sunrise does. We've just come out with this little trifold, and it talks about all the things and where we are throughout the state. This right here tells where all our uh, facilities are, homes where children are staying and where they are on the map. This tells you where our foster care offices are, and we have uh, uh, one in Paducah that serves this area. And here it talks about the Venture On program that takes care of kids once they age out of the system. So it's a really good uh, piece of literature, and those are back there as well. I want to close uh, by telling you what happened to Timmy. Remember? It's the day before his seventh birthday. And all he wanted was what? New pair of pants. So Timmy got up that morning. It was a hallelujah day. It was his seventh birthday. And Timmy got up. You know how it is whenever you can't wait to wake up some mornings. I'm like to have a cup of coffee. But he couldn't wait because it was, it was his seventh birthday. And he got up and he couldn't wait to get out of bed. And he got out of bed. And he didn't get that new pair of pants. Got three pairs. And he got matching shirts and a little bitty belt. Sweet little guy. The workers had made a big banner that said, Happy birthday, Timmy. Timmy got something that he'd never gotten before. His own birthday party. And he had a chocolate cake and chocolate ice cream. He got a computer game, a book, and a couple other things that the staff went out and got him that night. And when he went to bed... I can't hardly tell you this because it just breaks my heart. When he went to bed, he was holding a brand new teddy bear right up to his chest. And Mr. Stan pulled a brand new Spider-Man blanket right up to his chin. That's what Elm Grove does when you give to Sunrise. You make a difference and you give these children the childhood that they have never had.
I thank you. I love you. I appreciate what you do. Children need to see the Lord. And you are making that happen. Thank you and God bless you. Brother Brad. I think I'm on the, yeah, there we go. A tremendous ministry and so many, so many stories that, that really just touch your heart and not meant for effect in any way, but meant to tell us here's what's going on. And so I know for many, uh, you, you've experienced and, and dealt with children before that have just been given a rough go. And uh, the Bible tells us in James chapter 1 that pure and undefiled, it says, religion you, you, want, you want something that's pure. That's not mixed motives. You want that kind of religion that the Lord says, here's when you're on the right track. It says, to care for the widows and the orphans in their distress. And it goes on to say, to keep yourself unstained by the world. But that's part of it. That's the heart of Jesus, the heart of God toward us. We spiritually, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, we are spiritual orphans, bankrupt. We've got nothing. And that's how the Lord cares for us. And so what a great opportunity to care very specifically for children uh, that maybe you'll meet, maybe you won't, but it'll be pure and undefiled religion. And Phil, thank you for being here. And I wanted to, to ask you real quick, just before we do close, if folks are sitting here and they say, you know, I'm not sure that foster care is what I can do, but I'd like to do something. Okay. Aside from, as we'll collect the love offering, aside from those specific things, are there things individually that folks can do, say, out of the Paducah office for individual children? For is there Are there things like that that can be done? Oh, yes. There's a, there's a lot of things. And, and honestly, I didn't tell him that. that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but there's a lot of things. We have uh, a back-to-school uh, drive every year, as you might imagine, for 900 kids. We need a whole lot. And... Christmas is huge. Christmas is huge because we try to give something to children that they want. We give them something that they need, something they can wear, but we want to give them something they want. Uh, and uh, we're not going to spend three or four hundred dollars because we can't do that. But uh, but we give Christmas lists for those who want to want to help. We, we can give you a Christmas list, and and that would be uh, big. Uh, we also do duffel bags. Remember the uh, the fact that most kids come to us and all they everything they have is in a white trash bag. Isn't that pitiful? And so we do duffel bags. And uh, uh, so if you have any duffel bags, you want to collect those. So sort of as a donation, just donating duffel bags. Yes. Okay. And anything you want to put in it that you think would be, uh, you know, shampoo, conditioner, soap, anything like that that would help these children, but. Uh, they have nothing of their own. What about the, the older kids that have aged out of the system and they're living on their own now? Are there specific ways that they can be helped? Or is uh, are they pretty much on their own to take care of those things when it comes to furnishings and so on? How do you help those kids specifically? Well, there's, uh, there's several ways those kids can be helped. One of the ways is, I mean, they need uh, house cleaning supplies. We, we go in there every week. We make sure that the dishes aren't piling up in the sink and that the floors are clean. You know, I mean, people need to learn how to do it. And they didn't grow up with that. They just, I mean, that's foreign to them. So we have to teach them that. Another thing is transportation. We had a kid who was working at Walmart in Murray and going to Murray State. Graduated. But you know how he got from Walmart to Murray State for his classes? Walked. 
walked. Had a pair of tennis shoes, white tennis shoes, never forget. And he walked. We gave him a new bicycle. You'd think we gave him a new Mustang. He was thrilled. And when he could ride it, he did. And so there are a lot of things. And we're doing one other thing with these kids that are aging out as the program grows. It's a little bit premature now. But we're going to need Christian mentors to take these kids under the wing and let them see Christ in you right up front. Get together. Kind of like big brothers, big sisters. It's it's a, a real big opportunity. It's a, neat, it's a neat addition. When you shared that, Phil was at our annual association meeting. We're part of the Purchase Area Baptist Association. Phil was there and you shared that. It was something new, obviously. Mm-hmm. The older the older folks, so to speak, in the ministry yeah. that were able to, to still be helped. And so Phil and I will we'll be in the back. He's got his table there. I would encourage you, highly encourage you, grab some of that, talk with him, ask questions. Uh, and again, you, you're not obligated to anything. Uh, we're certainly going to try our best to bless Sunrise as we leave. And so uh, hopefully uh, you can do that. If you didn't come prepared today to give anything above and beyond, you say, I'd like to do that. We'll, we'll collect that later on. That's okay, too. Uh, if you'd like to write a check for that, that'll be fine as well. We'll put all that together and just give one check uh, to Sunrise. And so what a great opportunity to do that. Phil, thank you so much for thank being you, here. Thank you, Brad. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Great to God have you, you today. We're going to stand in just a moment to sing a closing hymn. And it's in, it's in your bulletin. It's hymn number 330. It's Amazing Grace. And there's no more appropriate way really for us to close today than by singing about God's amazing grace in our lives and really the challenge to extend that grace to other people. God gives us mercy and grace. The mercy is is not giving us what we do deserve. And grace is giving us what we don't deserve. And you saw Aaron on the video and he said, Somebody gave me something, gave me some hope when I shouldn't have had any. And the truth is that none of us should have any, and God's grace has been there for us. And so we'll stand and we'll sing, and then Phil and I, as I said, we'll be in the back, and so you'll be able to uh, to talk with him uh, before you leave.